to Weekend at Berkman's, show about everything and nothing. I'm here with the old man, Mark Snyder. Howdy, howdy. And the bourbon hunter, Stephen Haddix. Hello, friends. Oh, jeez. Lucky, lucky episode number 13. We we made it again. Uh, a few things I want to talk about related to the occult, but uh, I think we got to start with wishing a happy birthday to our esteemed co-host, Stephen Haddix. Happy birthday, Stephen. Happy Thank birthday you very much. How old are you, you now? I am 31. Not a, not a, I don't look a day past 31. Wow. 31. And your, uh, your social and zip code? <laughs> and the uh, three-digit code on the back of your credit card, please. So did you, did you do anything fun for your birthday? Maybe a little Pappy Van Winkle? Any, any um, special birthday traditions? No, I did. I did break out some uh, Eagle Rare today and had some of that. I actually my my birthday gift from the girlfriend was all whiskey themed. So got uh, some circle ice now instead of my square. So got some Ooh. circle ice. Uh, she gave you uh, circle molds ice and well, oh, circle ice okay. molds. Okay, mold. And then also the little uh, blocks that are like marble, so you can freeze them so that it doesn't water down your whiskey. Just oh, yeah. kills <laughs> it and. Got a whiskey book and and a smoker, all that kind of stuff. So really, a whiskey smoker. Let me just clarify. Um, it's a really cool whiskey theme. So it's Meagle Rare today. And last night we did we did a dinner at one of my favorite restaurants. Shout out Whiskey Cake. So really yeah. love that place. Good whiskey selection and had a couple couple of drinks. But yeah, great birthday and uh, yeah, ready for the next three hundred sixty four days. Happy birthday! It's all uphill from Thank there. you. Mm-hmm. But did you That's see the? Did you see the whiskey gift that I sent you from above the John at the place I had dinner? <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh, that, yeah. that really nice big board. What that is? That's pretty cool, isn't it? Though it's yeah, it's got all of them on there. It's got. Uh, I looked for it online. I couldn't find it. So here's my question, Mike: Is what is the hole in the circle for? Yeah, um, what is that? I don't know. It's like a Ouija board. Did yeah, you, maybe. Did you, uh, did you like spin <laughs> ah. the wheel? Do you put something in there and like yeah. you spin the wheel to figure out what kind of whiskey you're drinking? Or it was it was above uh, the board, above board. Um, but I think <laughs> I've heard you mention this one up here with Buffalo Trace before. Sazerac, Sazerac. Mm-hmm. That's Sazerac. Yeah. yeah. Oh so, yeah. No, you can uh, spend some time. Did you live tour, Jason Sazerac? <laughs> <laughs> No, that's really cool. I, I mean, if I had a big, really cool like whiskey room or office, I mean that would be something cool to cool to put in there. I'm gonna. Have that's to, when you uh, turn forty. You get a whiskey room when you turn forty. Mm, okay. All right. So I got a I got a little while, so I don't mm-hmm. need to hunt this out. So you know, I was thinking about episode thirteen, and uh, I just trying to think about something other than other than the heat. Uh, we've we've been putting up here with here in the drought because of La Nina and I think there was a, a bit of a freshening wind here and I got me thinking a little bit about fall you know we were talking about uh, American football last week and was just you know looking forward to you know those fall months and and Halloween and I mean I I just my mind went to how crisp it's going to be especially up here in the Dallas area I get a little bit more in terms of the the crispness and the the changing of the leaves but you you know you get that 
you get that smell of of burning wood. I even got a little bit of that uh, over the mm. weekend. Forget where I was. Uh, you get, you know, you get the chili. You get the Oktoberfest. Looking forward to reviewing those. Uh, I mean, do you guys? I, I don't think we've been through talking about our favorite seasons yet. Uh, we've we've had a few references to to Christmas already, and uh, I know Mark. I know your family's mm. kind of psychotic about that. But do you Pretty guys? Much. Do you enjoy the fall and and Halloween as much as I do? I know you grew up in DFW, so you didn't get the you know the changing of the leaves and everything as much. Uh, but but how, how do you guys feel about it? Birthday so boy, fall. Yeah, I, I I'll go first, right? So I, I think I get honors today. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> all you. No, it's like I, a constant like, birdie. Yeah, so fall for sure because not only are you getting like you know not around Texas, but you get the changing of the leaves, the cooler weather blown back in after a hot summer, but also you get Saturdays in the fall of college mm-hmm. football, right? So cool weather football i mean my my dream is to have like a big nice covered patio with the big tv and live somewhere to when on saturdays you can just camp it outside have the griller smoker going watch football maybe have like a little outdoor uh beer fridge and just never leave your patio because it's a beautiful day and you got everything you need right there and then you got the grass for your bathroom like you won't even have to go inside the house all day like you just can stay outside all day yeah you had me till bathroom i I mean you know it's every man's dream an outdoor man cave it is the restroom using the bathroom where we are our great 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 ancestors used to go just in the grass you know just hey we're struggling with water down here you got to find alternate sources Uh, all right all right there was, remind me when I see you. There used to be this famous uh, radio show in Indianapolis called uh, Bob and Tom, and uh, and they still might be on. But there's a there's a great song about what you're talking about doing outside, and I'll uh, I'll sing it for you one day. A little belated birthday present. What about you, Mark? Maybe clean it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's bring it back to PG. That's what we're approved at here. Um, we I love fall. I like the changing of the weather. I agree with Stephen. Changing of the weather is fantastic. You know, you can put you put on a little pullover if you want, or or it just gets down to highs in the 90s as opposed to the hundreds. Um, that's I, I like that. I like the the, the fall leaves change. Growing up in Dallas, you do get the seasons up there, right? I mean, you do get summer, fall, winter, and spring. Um, I like that. Uh, you asked about Halloween uh, and decorating for the fall. Uh, my wife loves that, and so and I love my wife, so therefore I love decorating. Uh, you see the transitive property of math there. See how that works. So yeah, we we generally will decorate for Halloween. We don't go as nuts for Halloween as we do for Christmas. Uh, the schematics for the de- uh, Christmas decorations have already come out, uh, and so we'll, we'll we'll get that hit that in earnest uh, the day after Halloween. That's generally what we call Halloween. It's the day you decorate for Christmas. Um, <laughs> but we love it. We like getting dressed up. We like trick or treating. I love giving out candy. I think that's that's a blast. So I, I'm a I'm a big fall guy, and I'm with Stephen on fall Saturdays to me uh, growing up my brothers and I and my dad would find a way to like rig two TVs um, to watch multiple college football games back when you didn't have this picture and picture mm. stuff and we'd be sitting in the living room lighting you know fires in the fireplace when it get cold I mean so to me that was 
that was fall for me. And I, I, I fondly uh, enjoy that. And I, I like doing that still. So Saturdays in the fall are kind of my jam. Yeah. And I, you know, I grew up, uh, spent most of my time growing up in Indiana. We get the same sort of thing in the fall um, where, you, you know, you get the fire going and can remember watching uh, <clears throat> watching football on Thanksgiving and you just, you know, you get nice oh, and yeah. warm while those games are on all day. I had a, I was lucky. I had a chance to live in Jersey um, for a, a few years here recently and got a chance to, to do that again. Um, go over to some houses of friends that know how to make fires um, and, and sit there and, and watch the football and enjoy that. And uh, you know, the other thing that was just an amazing memory and kind of like, took my love of Halloween over the top was I got a chance to go over to, to Sleepy Hollow, New York, um, across mm. the, uh, the oh. Tappan Zee. If you've ever done that going into New York up there in, uh, in Terrytown, that was, that was really special. Had a chance to do the, uh, the haunted hayride there, um, go and see the, the cemetery. Uh, and, and from there it was, it was, happened to be a clear day and you could actually see into Manhattan. So that mm. was, um, that was, something special too. And uh, I got my, uh, my uh, nephew's birthday uh, coming up in October. And uh, there's a, a place there in Indy called Connor Prairie that does a, Oh yeah. I'm yeah a there. little bit lighter weight version of the, uh, the haunted hay mm-hmm. ride and a bunch of little other things. So um, I am, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I I'm, I'm done with summer. Like it's, it's for me, it's uh, run its course. Um, I yep. did see there's uh, it's like, no rain in the last 24 hours and uh looks like there's going to be 0.05 inches on friday so hmm. it's Gentlemen, i don't want to make you, you jealous but uh we had about 45 minutes of rain today heavy Ooh. rain it was nice wow. uh, my, kid, my kids started here. freaking out yeah because they're like what is that falling from the sky and i'm like it's just rain kids everything's fine but yeah we got some rain it's nice so i made my dead grass think- look worse <clears throat> I think we can say that the weekend at Berkman's podcast has officially canceled summer heat. Heard it here first. Canceled right. summer heat. I'm in. That's Stephen's birthday wish. That's his yep. birthday wish. When he blew out the candles, Done. he thought to himself, cancel the heat. Blowing out yep. candles. Episode 13 here. You guys have any superstitions? I there's like I was thinking about that and I, I was like uh, I, I had a bunch of them growing up, you know, was hmm. that we used to say the step on a crack, break your mother's back, uh, <laughs> broken mirrors. Uh, I used to have this thing where if I spun in one direction, I'd have to spin back. Uh, that, that may be hmm. something other than that might oh, be a, yeah, that might be OCD or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but I certainly do a lot of knocking on wood these days, even as an adult, but you guys have any hmm. superstitions? I, you know, if I, I have a, I love golf. I mean, I truly, <laughs> I fantasize about golf. So I have a couple, but, I, but I'm not a great golfer. I mean, I, you know, I can shoot in the seventies. I can also shoot 95 at will. Uh, I always keep the same number of tees in my pocket three. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know that's, that's kind of crazy. Uh, I always have to pull the tee and the ball out of my pocket at the same time. That's a weird one. Um, mm. other than, other than that, you know, I, um, on when I fly on planes, you know, it's uh, I always have to say the prayer right before we take off. That's a big one. I mean, that is a big one for me. And um, other than that, no, I'm not really terribly superstitious. I think maybe, you know, when I play blackjack or craps or something at the, t- you know, in, in Vegas or wherever, it's like 
if I'm on a, a heater doing well enough, I've, you know, I've got my hand on the table. I'm going to hold my hand in the same spot. That gets a little tough. You know, if you're people are wanting you to move, um, I don't know. But other than that, it's mostly golf related are my superstitions. It's something that. around like not washing your car until the Cowboys win a title again or something. Correct. I've also, okay. yeah, I haven't washed my car since 95. Um, <laughs> it's tough. I mean, but any you know, car you've owned, I'm in it for the long haul, you know, okay. and, uh, one day they'll be back. What about you, Stephen? There, there's some, probably something around you're not supposed to say your birthday wish after you bought the candles or Oof. something. Ouch. There is there is that one. I, I maybe I, I think I partake in that that superstition, but I will say I'm not superstitious. I'm a little stitious. <laughs> Shout out Michael okay. Scott there. Shout out Michael Scott. No big deal. Um, I wouldn't say I'm superstitious. I mean, I do things maybe I call it methodically, right? So I oh, traditionally put on and tie my right shoe before my left um getting ready for bed i do everything in the exact same order so it's not superstitious more as planned creature methodical habit. yeah you're, creature you're habitual habit. there you yeah. go habitual. but definitely uh i mean you know some could call it that but uh, nothing that is like on the golf course no there used to be maybe things in, in high school golf um but like nothing now so, yeah, not too bad. I mean, okay. I personally like it, but I don't have anything that holds me back. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, um, save it for local knowledge because I'm going to ask for some superstitions to help out with something real special when we get to the end. But yes. uh, mm. before we before we move into this week in golf, I do want to mention that we have a, a special um, podcast this evening. We're going to try something a little new. So we'll have a, a guest coming on after the drink review. Um, so he... Uh, He's in the green room um, waiting and uh, hope it's going to be something special. But if it's a disaster, you know, we can always we can always cut it out. So <laughs> nice birthday gift for you, Stephen. Happy birthday. Brought you a guest. Maybe a replacement. Oh. No, just kidding. All right. Oh, here we go. All right. So let's move into uh, this week in golf. A um, couple of large stories, uh, as usual. First one for me, um, I, obviously a huge Ryder Cup fan. Um, I was talking about the mystique being gone last time, last episode. A ton of mystique for me in the Ryder Cup, especially mystique. because the U.S. can't win um, across the pond. But this was a particularly juicy story. So um, what what kind of nickname would we give Stinson? It's like Iceman, Nails. I mean, he, this guy, the killer. I mean, this guy, he... Uh, Swedish... <laughs> a Swedish assassin. assassin? Yeah. Swedish yeah. chef. <laughs> well, yeah. He Always butch- cooking something. He uh, did Stenson. butcher this one. So, he uh, he, oh, nice. He was the uh, Ryder Cup captain for mm. uh, 23 in Roma. And did not see um, this coming. Not he this committed coming. to playing at, uh, at Trump's um, in <clears throat> Trump Bedminster as part of the uh, Live Tour next week. So, um, European Ryder Cup team decided to go ahead and just sever ties with, with Henrik now. Um, they've not named a replacement yet. I do want to get your take for who you think um, the second best place replacement might be behind Monty. But um, some of the names that were thrown out there, Luke Donald, Paul Lowry, um, Thomas Bjorn, who I think was the, he was the one before Podrick's disaster. Um, when they won in France, 
Um, some others I thought about, Monty, Olafobel, uh, Clarky. Darren um, Clark, yeah. Mm-hmm. So what what are your guys' thoughts on this? I mean, I, I, I saw it coming a mile away. I was surprised he was still in there. Um, I guess it was like, you know, he just hadn't committed yet. And so as soon as it happened, it was like, boom. And it came right out of their Twitter, and that was it. So thoughts on that? Thoughts on a replacement? I can't wait to talk more Ryder Cup as we get into 23. But uh, oh, yeah. what do you think about this decision? I mean, see, I, I, listen, like I, we, we've, we've hashed and rehashed and overhashed the, the whole PGA Tour, DP World Tour to live thing here. You know, and I get that guys are making financial decisions, blah, 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 blah. My, my concern is like, where does it stop? Where, do we, where does it stop where – the tours are going to cut their nose to spite their face to, to really keep digging in, you know, on like, yeah, uh, not, not willing to, to, you know, give an inch. I think not letting Stenson be the captain kind of feels a little, you know, you don't get to play in my sandbox kind of thing, but yeah, I, you know, again, it's their decision. They, they haven't called me to ask me my opinion yet, but I do feel it's a little bit, you know, tit for tat kind of thing. Uh, Given all that, I think somebody like a Darren Clark, um, you know, coming off his senior open championship win today, um, just kind of his story and what he does to, you know, kind of the every man's man. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked to see somebody like that, uh, you know, in there. I, I think he'd do a good job. I think he's been probably vice captain or assistant, you know, a couple times or been around the team. Um yeah, the, the continual uh, defections, if you will, to the live tour just continue to, to add up. I, 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 I don't think it's – I'm still of the opinion that all of this can survive at the same time, uh, but the tours have got to start to figure it out. I think you saw today or yesterday that the live tour announced I wanted to do something with the, the LPGA tour, and the LPGA tour is, quote-unquote, open to talk, which I think is interesting. Um, Cause I mean, at the end of the day, if you, if you water down every, all the products, I think the fans are going to start to say like, what am I, like, what are we doing? Like, why am I watching this? And the advertising doll, like it all starts to, to snowball. Um, like what, and I don't want to see that happen. Um, Cause I think there's still some amazingly good golfers that are playing on both tours and to give up on them both. And I don't mean to sound like I'm waffling here. I just, I don't know. It just feels kind of bleh right now. And that, that's the part I don't like. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe the European Ryder Cup team says we have to wait till the week before um, to see who's still going <laughs> to not be on the live tour. <laughs> like, all right, Tommy Johnson, you're uh, you're up because uh, yeah. you're the last one standing. Everyone else is on live. Everyone what do else you think? On. What do you think, Stephen? Well, going back to actually when the news broke, I actually found it quite interesting that the Ryder Cup broke the news on Stenson before Stenson exactly his news yeah. on Twitter. So I think Ooh. the Ryder Cup was like, oh, you told us we're getting ahead of it before you. And then Liv broke it like even quite a ways after Stenson. So I found it quite interesting. The Ryder Cup came first. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I mean, I, again, I, I can't say, you know, anybody didn't see that coming, especially for how he's been playing and for the money. It's just clearly talking to these guys. Um, I'm not surprised by the Ryder Cup's actions to, you know, dethrone him. And I do agree with Mark. I do think that Darren Clark, of all the names said, Darren Clark would be probably the guy that I'd see a good fit. You know, him being 
kind of vice captains before, kind of helping out with previous teams, kind of a fiery personality that would probably wake up whatever guys are left to play in the European Ryder Cup team. Um, because uh, I know they've lost some some decent talent to the live, but uh, agree with Mark as well. I think my biggest thing is just like we talked about here before. Is my concern is that when it comes to the big tournaments, major specifically, I'm going to have a hard time, not a hard time watching, but I'm going to be disappointed watching it when all the top best players are not there because it waters down the tournament when you're not playing against all of the best out there and so to me it's like well yeah you might have won the tournament but 15 guys in the top 50 are over and and can't play right so not necessarily saying they would have won maybe changed the outcome but it potentially could have so I I do at least hope that there's some sort of agreement and they're going to be friendly to play together in in majors if nothing else I hope Mm -hmm. that we can continue that but um yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. I think there's still more to come. So I think each week it feels like we're going to have an update. Yeah, and, you know, it's interesting. I hadn't thought about this until you just said that. But this may be the precedent that gets set that says Liv does not get to play on, on the Ryder Cup. Because I don't think I had seen anything yet that said, yeah. you know, certainly they can still play in the majors as long as they've got the world golf ranking. But I yeah. think this is, at least for Europe – setting yep. the precedent that they're not going to be on the team that's major because it's not a pga tour thing right it's a yeah. separate yeah uh, isn't it p it's run by the pga of america if i'm not right. mistaken okay. right correct and the it's rna different. probably yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and the rna okay. yeah yeah so let's certainly look forward to talking Ryder cup going forward but uh live just continues to to tear at the golf world um, Finau gets a W at the 3M in Minnesota. I didn't, oh, yeah. I didn't watch a ton. I, I did see, I saw Garrigus's name on there and I was like, wait a second. Didn't he go to live? But, uh, apparently he hadn't, um, gone over yet, even though his name was the first one to ask for a waiver yeah. to go over there and play. I did see that Hideki put three in the drink, I think, and went ahead and did Most- a, a dairy. Most waters in the most balls in the water of any tournament this year. It was it was uh, pretty intense. I watched the last round. Yeah, it was a lot of water balls. Between barking up his clubs and hitting in the drink, he's not having a great year. Um, And then uh, just get a little inflammatory um, in the booth. Uh, I saw that. uh, uh, So I don't know if you saw a quote from Brandel. But uh, Brandel Chambly had a quote to the effect uh, regarding Liv saying, as far as I know, it's never happened that an athlete has been kicked out of their Hall of Fame. But both Norman and Mickelson should be removed. They've dishonored the game and they threatened to destroy the game that they have so that they have both so enormously profited from. So Greggy didn't like that uh, called called Brandel a bobblehead. Um, so now you, you know, now you've start to got, uh, start to get some dissension coming in the announcing world too, because last time we had mentioned Faraday's going over, I think since then, uh-huh. uh, uh, Barkley, AKA Sir Charles, AKA round mound of rebound. Looks like he's going over <laughs> and now, uh, Gary McCord in talks, uh, Gary said, uh, his, his quote was, uh, it'd be fun to join Faraday and Barkley uh, in the clown car was, was his quote. So, um, but yeah, no, uh, you know, Brandel, I, I, when I, when I used to pay for the golf channel, I used to love 
you know, putting on Brandle and <clears throat> Nabolo and um, Faraday. And, and, and I, you know, we talked about in the past how I, I liked Costas and McCords to like Maltby. Um, what, how do you guys feel about either Chambly and or um, McCord? Like you, I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you pick either to, to opine on, but I just, like I said, those those sort of big personalities like Faldo and those guys, they're the, really the ones that drew me in. And I uh, I hope McCord comes back, even if it's, you know, for live. But I'd love to see him uh, get in the booth again. McCord, to me, just seems like a bit of an airhead. I mean, I, he's got the right personality. He's got some dumb sayings. Like, to me, he doesn't add much to the broadcast. I mean, he does have some good one-liners. So hopefully if he goes over to live, he can start talking about, you know, Bikini wax on the greens again. Oh, yeah. Bring that whole thing back. Uh, you know, maybe Bed Minister's going to have some bikini wax from uh, all the Trump Hawaiian tropic girls or something like that. But um, but it, for, for me, it's, it's Chambly. I mean, this guy, you know, beyond mediocre golfer, didn't really do a whole lot, acts like he was, you know, has 50 wins under his belt. And he, he he's like the golf version of a Stephen A. Smith. Or, or who's the other uh, knucklehead that is on um, Fox well, he's in like, the mornings? He's like uh, Miller. He's like Johnny Miller, but without the wins. Exactly. Just say, hold on. Me, Johnny Miller has the wins. But okay, gotcha. And that's what I can't really stand. Like, I know that this is how he gets the viewership, right? So I think these, these crazy, you know, provocative thoughts, provocative statements is what helps draw some you know fire on twitter and gets people to go to golf channel listen to his antics but i'm just kind of over it like i to me you know how much more can this guy complain about stuff and and tell somebody that he shouldn't be in the hall of fame like i'd be okay if nicholas was saying hey i'm a hall of famer and i don't want them to be my peer i'm okay with that at least them saying that but a non-hall of famer saying you don't deserve that anymore i'm sorry but you didn't even sniff the Jack, you didn't even sniff the hall. So like, dude, like you wouldn't even, you're not even qualified to be the janitor of the hall of fame. So it's like, at this point, just like stop making the dumb statements and just like stay in your lane is personally how I feel about it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you. Like I, I, I give the guy the benefit of the doubt early on. Uh, like I, again, not to get the, on the political side of what you believe or the live and the backing of the funds and all that kind of like, he definitely railed on that, which again, I respect somebody that, you know, sticks to their opinion in some of these situations and, and holds to it even under in the line of fire. I'm not saying I, I agree or disagree with their opinions or their stance, but it's like, okay, I got it. But it, it is continually every second of every time. He's on, it's like, that's what he's talking about. It's like, oh my gosh. Like, again, I believe sports in general is kind of an opportunity to uh, get away from the 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 mundane mundane day in the life of you know what we're doing here on earth and i like being able to turn on the tv and just watch sports and hear people talk about sports and not not turn it into some political mumbo jumbo and again I, every sport has been doing over the last five to six i'm just like Bleh. you know it's like let's i like watching sports i like watching football and baseball and basketball like i, I do that's all i want to watch um, and so I'm getting a little, I'm tired of it too. Um, I respect, you know, that you have opinions and all that kind of stuff. That's cool. Um, okay. So that's Shambly McCord. You know, I, I, I do think that we owe a lot to him for changing the way the golf 
world uh, looks at broadcasting. I listened to a podcast about him and, uh, you know, and he was on there talking about how he helped change. He was one of the first to change the way in which they do, um, you know, broadcasting a golf. So I, I applaud that. I, I, I think, you know, he's gotten some raw deals here and there. And then he also deserves some of that to his own admission. Uh, if he comes back and joins the live tour, if he teams up with Faraday and others, I'm like, I'm kind of interested in that because uh, I like those guys. They made it interesting to me and fun. But again, they also were commentating, commenting, commentating on a, on a good product. I'm not interested in watching guys that, you know, aren't going to break 80 and they're out there talking about, it. I'm like, Hey, not, not my thing. Um, but we'll see, we'll see where it goes. If that's the case with him and Charles Barkley, that could be a real interesting clown show. As he said, anyway, yeah, I, I was going to ask if you remembered um, what happened to McCord um, and, and why he was banned from the masters, but it sounds like Steven was way oh, yeah. there back in 94. I oh, think yeah. the, the article I read also meant, uh, said that he, he mentioned body bags there, which um, <laughs> yeah, you know, he didn't say some very, he didn't say glowing oh, things. About not flattering. Glowing. No, 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 no. Uh, just a, just a few other things too. So um, while we're talking about live, you'll, I noticed that uh, live is now a um, selection on the scores portion of ESPN. So oh, yeah. I guess that makes it a bit more official now. Um, has made more, it to the top. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm at the top. I've reached the top. I've reached the top. Uh, Mark, you mentioned the uh, U.S. Um, Open, U.S. British Open for the seniors. That was at Glen Eagles, as I mentioned. Uh, you said U.S. Uh, British Open? What is that? Me? U.S. British mm. Senior Open. It's um, not the U.S. It's just the it's senior. See, here's Open. the problem: is I'm we so focused the on I'm so focused on whether I call it the Open or the British Open know, that I just I completely got it wrong. So let me it's try okay. that again. So the Senior British Open at Eagles or or the Senior Open, your choice. Senior Open, either way. Uh, Clarky got the win there, Darren Clark. Um, but oh, you know, yeah. I, I know you love to hate him, Mark. But uh, Colin was only three back. Minus I know. Seven. I know. Colin I know. Montgomery, so still contending. He had some tough, um, tough go of it there. And then um, we look forward to this week. So you've got uh, the two. Well, I don't, yeah. Well, you got the PGA, and then you got Live, uh, as I mentioned, at Trump Bedminster, and the um, PGA at uh, the Rocket Mortgage Classic. If anybody cares oh, about that baby. In, uh, in Detroit. So Detroit. Steven just back from Detroit. We'll talk a little bit uh, more about that later. All right. On to everybody's favorite segment, the old drink review. So I'm going to go ahead and start with, uh, I wish, I wish everyone, I wish we were doing video. Everyone could see what uh, Mark has on his head. It's a, um, <clears throat> one of them hats that goes all the way around. Oh, uh, it's way. good. It's got uh, PBR all over. It looks like you belong at Wrigley. Oh, yeah. uh, so what do you got for us this week, old man? Guys, this week I've got a real treat. Uh, okay. Let's see if you guys can. Uh, we, it is a real treat. I stepped uh, into the doors of Trina's this week, and I pulled out a. Oh, no. Stone Light. <laughs> oh, baby. That Happy brings birthday. back to college day. Yes. I knew oh, this would be man. a birthday treat for you. It would bring a smile to your face, and it would also bring us all back to our college days. Actually, I think this might have been the first beer I had when I turned 21. Um, 
because <clears throat> that's when I had my first beard. When I turned mm -hmm. 21 on my birthday, after I left class. Um, no, Keystone Light. So again, this right here, I actually just opened it. I'm taking in the the aroma. It smells metallic. Quaffle. It's it's very quaffable. It's, it smell, you know, it's um, it does remind me of the Rockies. Actually, I'm not gonna lie. All the Keystone Light stuff is really the commercials with Keith Stone. Oh yeah, I, <laughs> yeah very fondly of my boy Keith. Um, but I'm gonna take the first sip. I'm taking the first sip with you guys right now. It sounded good. Oh man, it is good. It's got it's got a unique flavor. It's not you know. Last week, if you guys listened, you heard me uh, struggle through that beer. Uh, this one, I am not going to struggle. I'm going to tell you that right now. The the solid blue tall boy, because again, still in Trina's ice chest. Um, this is good. Great flavor. Um, light, well. airy, <laughs> if you will, watery almost. Um, it's good. Let me take another sip. Hmm. I didn't do any yard work today, but yesterday I did notice some weeds in the back. And like, this is definitely one of those that you would, you would want to come into after pulling weeds. Um, on my lawnmower scale, this is kind of, I'd say right smack dab in the middle. This is a, this is a, you know, self-propelled mower. This is three out of five, three out of five. Uh, it's pretty good. I like it. You know, uh, for the price point too, it was like a dollar 27 with tax. Um, that's not bad. So, I mean, if you're a value investor, like I am, Keystone Light could be your beer of choice. I'm, I'm a recommend. I'm not a strong recommend. I'm a recommend on this. Um, I'm not going to lie. Looking at the blue can, knowing it's not Bud Light, really brings back memories um, to the college days because you could get like a, a cube of these things for like 30 eight. rack. Yeah. I mean, you could pitch in $2 and have like 10 beers, you know, with two of your other buddies. Um, but Keystone Light, you know, uh, I think it's, it was, I did some research because I like to do research, you know, in 1985 or 86, maybe is when they started this, uh, 89 is when it came out as we know it today. Um, you know, they're known as a light bodied, crisp, smooth beer. Uh, this isn't a fully loaded Keystone. This is a Keystone Light. Um, and again, it's in the blue can. Go get it. Try you one. It's not going to set you back much, $1.27 with tax. Uh, it's a pretty good deal. Anyway, yeah, that's me, Mr. Domestic, Keystone Light. Give it a whirl. I'm glad you mentioned Keystone. Yeah, that's... Uh, oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I just, just remember it being real, real cheap. It was about 10 Still bucks is. for 30 beers. Inflation or like has not hit Keystone Light like other products. Yeah. Should tell me something probably, but I went with it anyway. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Mark. Absolutely. Absolutely. Steven, what do we got for the birthday? This week, uh, throwing it back to the birthday again, this was actually, I'm going to give a shout out to our buddy Miles here. Uh, this is a birthday gift from Miles. This is TX Whiskey. What a guy. Uh, out of Fort Worth, Texas. So this is a, uh, a blended whiskey here. And you can see the nice Americana on top. They got the red red and mm. white stripe uh, and the, the mm -hmm. stars on top. It's definitely Americana, Texas, be it that. Yeah, a little kind of, kind of similar to PBR. I agree, Mark. Um, this is an 82 proof whiskey. It's blended. So it's a little bit, um, 
it's a little bit more mellow than some stuff I drink. Like I said, it's out of Fort Worth. It's pretty good. I, I threw this on my new, like I already noted, um, circle um, round ice molds, and it's almost gone now. But really good. It's good stuff. I mean, this is the, the first time I've had this in probably four or five years when I was first getting back into whiskey kind of mm. from my college mm. days. This is one of the first bottles I bought and had a couple of these. So it's been a while. So nice to have it again. And just to, like I remember. Uh, but for, for a Texas whiskey, I would say this one is, is very good. There's um, Texas whiskeys are not as aged yet um, as Kentucky and those. But I would say for younger, um, uh, mild and kind of smooth whiskey from from Texas, I would say it's actually pretty dang good. It's definitely a, a good buy. Definitely. It's, it's a recommend for Texas whiskey. And shout out and thank you to our buddy Miles. A listener just, of the pod. Oh, we, we love those. Um, remind remind me and the fans, uh, what kind of water do you use for those? Those molds, those balls, those cubes. So I'm just using refrigerated filtered, but to get clear ice, I think you have to use distilled water, if I'm not mistaken, mm. something like that. Mm-hmm. So I am not, I have no preference on that. I mean, if I really wanted to impress some folks, I might go get a bottle of distilled, but I only need to impress myself and uh, there's no need. So I'm just using the nice water filtered from my fridge that I replace that filter often. So I know it's good stuff and that's good enough for me. Huh. If that, if the water from the ice starts to factor and you're drinking it too slow in my book. Yeah. Seriously. Bingo. Especially on your birthday. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you. Birthday boy. Bourbon hunter. Uh, okay. So for me, you know, I, I had given up all hope on, uh, on the bell Haven and, mm. um, but I was not to be denied. And I have um, brought you a special birthday treat, Stephen. Um, and this is, uh, this is the Bellhaven. And it mm. is a, it's a nice can that some of the writing looks can. like something from a kindergartner. But uh, it is a Scottish ale um, established in 1719, rich, nutty, wow. smooth. It's, it's, got a, it's got a tale for you. I'll read you a tale for your birthday, mm. Stephen. Um, Bellhaven Brewery. Bellhaven or beautiful bay in quotes nestles among the rolling barley fields of Scotland's beautiful east coast for 300 years we have brewed in this place using only the finest ingredients continuing that long tradition our signature Scottish ale is brewed from 100% Scottish pale and crystal barley malts for a nutty biscuit character balanced with a subtle spiciness from challenge challenger and goldings hops for an all-around satisfying ale, this can contains a special fixed widget, which allows you to enjoy the smooth, full-bodied flavor of this unique Scottish ale. So now I'm going to open it. I'm going to expect um, some histrionics, so I will let you hear it, hopefully. Oh, that was a solid Wow. That was Uh, neat. They know how to um, make their cans over there. That was like pyrotechnics in a can. All right, let's see you this. Might pour. Check your smoke Ooh. detector. Whoa, that's a lot of head. Oh, that's thing. a lot of head. Now, when you were at, when you were in the, the Motor City, Mike. yeah, Jeez. when you were in the Motor City, Stephen, you uh, you had a cream ale, and um, I did. You know, we mentioned 
We mentioned Boddington's and that was uh, that's a nice, nice cream ale. I think it pours probably a little bit lighter than this, but when I went over to the UK over the holidays, um, once we got in there in Edinburgh and uh, went to a, a local watering hole there and they had this on draft and um, it was something special. Um, now you, you know, you may not like it, but you can see um, if I, I'll, I'll let it sit here. Yeah, take 10 minutes for that head to go down before you can yeah. enjoy a sip of the beverage. Yeah. Um, yeah. Contrary to popular belief, I'm, I'm not drunk already after that U.S. Um, senior British Open comment. But uh, I'm, I'm going to give this a second to sit yeah. and then I'll and then I'll give it a try. But um, man. Yeah. I, uh, the, you know, I, I that can't is a wait pretty to can. That is a pretty can. It is. Wow. This is 5.2 percent and okay. um, draft brewed. Mm imported from Dunbar, Scotland. So it's, um, I know, Mark, you said that you had, I think also had one of these because you were familiar with, with whatever oh, yeah. widget in here. Uh, I think you said you had a, a Guinness as well, but oh, yeah. Um, yeah, this is very, very uh, sort of reddish brown oh, yeah. and then it's got this head on top very and it's just a, a beautiful cream. See, that is oh. so nice because you get, you get the beer along with the cream head and that is, i mean that is just delicious i wish it was a little bit i wish it was a little bit more because i feel like in just a few <clears throat> uh more sips the the head's going to be gone but you know what this mm. reminds me of back to the beginning of the pod mm. one of my favorite things of all time throughout the years when we get into pumpkin season oh, at yes. starbucks yeah. and i go there and i get the pumpkin cream cold brew I would get it every day if I could. That is like my favorite thing. And that's kind of what this reminds me of. Yeah. It's almost PSL season, pumpkin spice muffins. Oh baby. Yeah. That's another, we missed that with the fall. Mm -hmm. We talked about the weather Mm -hmm. and football. We completely missed pumpkin season, you know, shame on us. Yep. You just, you just, you just fix the air of our way, Stephen. Thanks for bringing that back. PSL. It's, it's amazing. I mean, it's, uh, I, I mean, you joke, but it's end of July here. We're, we're going to be in August before you know it. And that's when the Oktoberfest start rolling uh-huh. on the shelves, baby. Oh, baby. All right. Well, we're, uh, I, as I promised, we've got a special segment this evening and, um, you know, we're going to mess with success here, start a new segment called welcome <laughs> to the pros. And, uh, we've got a, a special guest. Of course, we're not haven't figured out the video yet on this podcast so uh you can't see him but uh wanna just you know do a quick introduction here we i think we've had some decent chemistry for 12 episodes uh so you know we're gonna we've toyed around with the idea of a guest um maybe a tryout for replacement host um but you know let's let's try something new here uh what, what's the saying if you're if you're not moving you're standing still uh so if it ain't gonna, broke don't fix it uh, okay. okay but we're gonna go ahead and do that anyway so this right. is the uh the biggest guest that we've ever had here on this podcast and uh, literally probably, the biggest probably more successful than the three of us combined i mean i you know i wish i had hair like that i don't i don't know how you get hair like that but uh want to welcome uh, my dear friend and inspiration, Mr. Terry Bowles, uh, to the podcast. Welcome to Weekend at Berkman's. Did anyone ever call you uh, Terry the Terrible? Do you have any uh, good nicknames? 
I've had a lot of good nicknames. Uh, Terry the Terrible is one of them. Yes, Mike. Uh, Ray Liotta is another. Uh, <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. Ray. Um, yeah, there's been many nicknames over my years. Yes. And thank you for, uh, you know, the inviting me as the, the first guest to the pod. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I've got, you know, a few, just a few topics here that I, I want to talk to you about. Um, you know, one thing you ought to know about Terry is he's a, he's like what we call a Northeasterner. So grew up uh, North side of Philly there. Um, and so I, you know, one of the things we, we haven't, we're kind of a Texas centric uh, podcast, fortunately or unfortunately. So want to kind of broaden our horizons here a little bit. And uh, you, you know, you grew up there in PA, Pennsylvania, Keystone state, uh, shout out to Mark Spear there. Whoop. Um so just, you know, want to get your take. What's uh, for the for the many millions of fans out there, what's like a highlight and a low light of growing up there in in Pennsylvania or the Northeast? Well, there are zero low lights, but let me focus on the highlights. Uh, oh boy. So, Here well, we first, go. First off, Mark, so I've spent, uh, you know, half my life in uh, in Texas now, yeah. half in Pennsylvania, if you can believe that. Um, wow. becoming a little, little long in the tooth myself, uh, just like the old man, as I hear it on, <laughs> as I hear on your podcast frequently. Um, so I think the highlight and low light are actually the same thing coming out of oh. Philly. We are die hard, passionate sports fans. Mm -hmm. And, and unfortunately we never win. Uh, and so, you know, it's, it's, you put your heart into it and then you get it ripped out. I remember mm -hmm. the nineties with the flyers, um, the Eagles a few different times. I got McNabb vomiting all over the field. <laughs> you know, so, so like I'd say the highlight and the low light are both the same exact thing. I love Philly sports. You know, as you know, Mike, you know, four kids uh, and all of them are Philly fans, which is a good thing because they've all been born in Texas, but moved around the world a few times. Mm -hmm. But uh, they're also passionate Philly fans and it's been pretty tough for us. But I'd say that's the highlight and the low light. If I pick one other highlight, is the Jersey Shore is about an hour and a half drive from PA. And so we, we had a beach house there growing up, mid mid 80s through mid 90s, every summer, three months, selling uh, selling newspapers on the beach down at the Jersey Shore, going up to the you know newspaper machines, trying to find quarters in the slot that people didn't uh, cash out. Like that was my childhood. So that was another highlight is how close the Jersey Shore is to my home. So. It's kind of hard to explain to people uh, there. <clears throat> there's a joke comes out of Chicago. That's uh, they got a, they got a week of summer up there. And uh, it's, it's hard to explain to people how excited the people in, in Jersey and Philly and the area get to go to the shore during the summer. And it's just like, you get, you get such a short time frame when the weather's actually worth a damn. When you come out, you come out of the winter, you come out of the mm. cold, and uh, and there's just there's something special about getting there on the boardwalk in the arcade games and the and the greasy food and and the people, um, <clears throat> you know, maybe yeah, you can give. <laughs> yeah, the boardwalk. I'll give you some boardwalk stories. So you got Maury's and Mariner's Pier with a lot of great rides, water park. But our staple was the candy wheel. I'm surprised any of us mm. have teeth. We would. Uh, we would go to the candy wheel and we would win boxes of lemon heads. 
Yes. And that thing, entire box, family of seven, five, you know, four siblings, my parents, and we would go through a box of lemon heads in about two or three days. Uh, and a box, I mean, not the little box. It was like 24 of those little boxes. Oh. And three, three days later, we'd all be up there trying to win more lemon heads on the, on the, uh, on the boardwalk. And then we'd go get Curly's fries, put on 10 pounds. Oh, yeah. night. You get a Curly's fries hmm. with, dear Lord, it's pretty good. So, I'm sorry, what did you say? With some whiz? Is this like a issue in the bathroom? It's, uh, <laughs> afterwards, uh, <Okay>. usually. <laughs> yep, yep it's afterwards. Not, cheese whiz, Mark. You know, cheese I know whiz. Yeah. I knew that. I'd studied. I was preparing for you. I forgot. Yeah, it's okay. okay. They don't have it in Oklahoma. That's fine. They don't. Okay. Well, <clears throat> if, uh, if you're one of our listeners and you haven't made it to the Jersey Shore, um, you need to make sure you do that before you die. It's definitely a, a scene to behold. Did you ever see Not- Snooky there? Well, it depends which. There's a lot of beaches up and down the coast. I saw many, many Snookies before mm. there was okay. a Snooky. Not everybody there is Snooky. There's a, there's a great big world. I didn't say everybody was. I just wanted to, un- I'm trying to get, like, I can't see the sights and the sounds and the smells. And so I want to, I want to be there with Terry. And that's what I'm trying to do. And for the listeners that care, that, that's what I'm trying to bring, Mike. I'm trying to bring some new understanding of the Jersey Shore. Thank you, Terry, for answering my question. No problem, Mark. And I would say you want some sights and sounds. That's fine. You don't want the smells. Ah, <laughs> that's what I was worried about. Yeah, so I just want to be careful what you're asking for here. If you want the smells of the Jersey Shore, uh, right. I can tell you which ones to go to if that's the case. Got it. <clears throat> Thank you. Terry seems like a Jim Tan laundry guy as well. So GTL. Let's move uh, back inland a little bit. So one of the things we do on here, Terry, as you're aware, uh, is the drink review. And so I, I have a special affinity for uh, Victory Brewing out of, I'm going to say this wrong, you can correct me, Downington, Donington, uh, PA. And um, I, you know, honestly, for the, especially for the time that I lived there, as the viewers know, I always thought of, um, you know, beer from, from that area in PA as Yingling, um, mm. which, which Mark's featured on here before. But, uh, you know, this victory, they got some, they got some nice brews. And I've, I've tried a, a couple of them on here uh, most recently, golden monkey um but uh and, and actually while you maybe tell us a little bit about uh your thoughts on you know victory brewing or golden monkey or, or yingling or just beer out there in general i have a special one for you that i'm featuring today which is victory brotherly love and wow. uh this this Lovely. one is just for you and it's a hazy ipa six percent but uh you have do you have any familiarity with with victory and their products I do. So funny story. I'm not sure if you're aware, but the, the Eagles won the Super Bowl in 2018, February 4th. But, you know, just a little no birds. Uh, talk about it two times a day. So this was my second. But uh, and we so, of course, we hosted a party at the house. And uh, I guess my youngest kid was, oh, geez, he would have been six months old about. Um, and and so I needed Philadelphia alcohol for the party here at the house. And at the time, I could only get Yingling in Louisiana. So I went and got some Yingling from Louisiana, drove out there and uh, came back. And then I'm like, I need some more stuff. So I went, I got Rolling Rock and I got this weird beer from Victory Brewing called Golden Monkey. And I think there were two different types, the standard and something else. And so we had a party and I can tell you, it is not a smooth drinker. 
it is uh, like, and, and I had about four of them. Oh no! Oh my! Yeah, it was it was a day and a half on the mend, uh, <laughs> and and so as the story goes, you know, I, and they weren't good, but I kept going because the Eagles kept winning, so I had to keep like, a little superstitious with the Eagles. So. So, and I was, I was throwing the six month old in the air after every score. And we have like a 20 foot ceiling in the living room. And he was getting close to the fan after four golden monkeys. They are just, I mean, at the time they were good. I'm not sure I'd ever have another. Mm -hmm. They were just (laughs) alcohol contents through the roof. I think it's nine Mm -hmm. or 10 somewhere in that space. And I mean, I'll tell you what, Monday, it was a really, really rough day. I think I made it back to work on Tuesday (laughs) afternoon. (laughs) Um, took a vacation day after the Eagles won. But, yeah, my experience with victory is kind of challenged. Now, I will say when Yingling moved to Texas and started selling here, it was a glorious day because that is definitely the beer I grew mm-hmm. up on. You know, when, you get to, when you get to Penn State, you know, sometimes they'll allow you to have one a, one a week. That's how we did it, you know. So Yeah, I got you. I got you. But, uh, yeah, so Yingling's my beer. Um, they do have a new one, the Yingling Flight, which mm-hmm. is nice and light. Uh, mm. really good summer drink. Um, but the Yingling lager is kind of my go-to there. So I have, I have, um, two follow-ups there. So first one is for Mark and Steven. Now, can you tell me anything that's potentially famous on the periphery about Rolling Rock? Not a chance. And you, and you should uh, know this. Green bottles. I don't green know. bottles. Boom. Oh, come okay. on. Something. Oh, related- get it right. No, something related oh, to the namesake of this podcast. Oh, golf. Yeah. You want me to tell you where it's from, Stephen? I can help. It's from Please Augusta, help. Georgia. Latrobe, Latrobe, Pennsylvania. Oh, little Arnie Palmer. Okay, there you go, Stephen. There you go. I mean, I, I knew the home of Arnold Palmer, but geez, Rolling Rock. Come on. Number two. Okay. Terry, you said. It didn't taste very good, but you had four. You had four. I had <laughs> that question too. Like, why did you the, keep going after number one? What's little the deal? Dishes. I was leaving the good beer for my guests, Mike. That's oh, just the kind go. of guy I am. It's <laughs> just the kind of guy I am. I, I mean, I can't argue with that. If you drove all the way to Louisiana for some uh, for some Yingling, so. But uh, did you? Sorry, did you say that was the Super Bowl game, or that was just one of the playoff games? Super Bowl. That was the Super okay. Bowl. We usually don't throw parties uh, for just regular playoff games, but we definitely had one when the Eagles had to whoop up on the uh, the Pats that year, no doubt. Okay, and I I'm going to ask you a little bit more about the cuisine of uh, of Philly. We'll we'll get cool. to that a little later. I'm sure you had some at that party. Um, but you know, we do need to talk a little bit about golf while we're on on this podcast um, on our march towards Augusta eventually. But uh, one day. Just curious, what what's your take on live? And you know, do you do you think it's good for the game? It just it continues to, you know. Now you got uh, now you got Faraday going over, and then Stenson is just. Uh, we we opined earlier on this pod that the decision that the Ryder Cup, the European Ryder Cup team, has made with Stenson now not being captain means no live people, at least on the European side, can be affiliated with the Ryder Cup. So that could be a potential bombshell um, precedent. But I, I'm just curious, what are your thoughts on on Liv? Yeah, I mean, the PGA clearly didn't take it serious enough because the floodgates mm. have now opened. Uh, the other thing that comes to mind, if you take who's funding it out 
and you take who's running it out, which cause a lot of emotion. I mean, they're in essence setting up like an F1 or, you know, like European soccer team structure, which is, you know, on the surface, it doesn't really match what we're used to on a week in week out basis. But for me, you think, you know, the Ryder Cup is all about team and the team element is actually incredibly intriguing for me. And I, you know, in the next year, do I think it's going to catch on? Not necessarily. But then you look, I mean, everyone's got to start somewhere. And, you know, and then, of course, the, you know, the emotions are as to who's funding it and who's running it. Right. But but, you know, with all the people going over there, there's something to this. And then not only are they giving them big paydays, it's also, you know, they're getting, you know, franchise, you know, part ownerships you're hearing now. And all of a sudden, everyone can't run to it quick enough, which is pretty interesting. So, you know, I definitely think within 12 months, there's going to be a, a pretty broad awakening across the global golf arena. And do I think live is for the better? Well, I mean, change, change often, you know, has to happen at some point to move on. And uh, the PGA tour being set up, you know, as a tax exempt entity, you know, I mean, do the play, are the players happy that all that money is going to charity? I mean, yeah, it's a great cause, but other professional sports don't have it. Uh, They don't get guaranteed money. Almost all other sports have guaranteed money. So, I mean, there's so many elements that make a lot of sense on the surface um, but people just can't get over who's funding it, and who's running it. Um, but they're missing a lot of the other things underneath that. So I actually think within, you know, 12, 24 months, there's going to be a pretty big, uh, realignment in how we, uh, understand the global golf world to be. So, so yeah, and that, and it's interesting you say that because it seemed like, you know, pretty much overnight that Monahan found some, some more money in the couch cushions, but if that comes at the expense of taking that money away from charities, um, then, then certainly that's not a good move. But if, I guess if that was money that was locked up somewhere in their reserve fund or whatever, that they're now pulling out, uh, to be competitive and then maybe that's a good thing. And, and Stevens even talked about on, on previous pod that, uh, you know, they should be thanking, um, some of what the, the live folks are doing, but, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty serious. Uh, we don't get too political on here, but you know, this this thing with Trump <clears throat> coming up here this weekend, I know there's been a lot of um, asks of Trump to not do what he's doing, but he's going to host in Bedminster and he's going to host in Doral. And um, I mean, we we joked earlier that they're not going to name a replacement um, for the European Ryder Cup captain until the week before, because you just never know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You just never know who's going to go over. But uh do you have any any thoughts of the European um, folks of, of any age? There's some old guys there. That might be a good replacement for Stenson as the uh, Ryder Cup captain. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure who's left. The only one left, I think, <laughs> is like Eddie, Eddie Pepperall. And he seems to talk about this uh-huh. a lot, but he's uh-huh. the only one who left. So he may have to be a playing captain. Um, honestly, it's it's ironic though. You look at who the historical Ryder Cup teams uh, have been. They're all with Liv now. I mean, all the names that come to mind are all there. Um, so it, it's pretty fascinating. So no, I, I can't even think of a name who would do it unless they bring back the, who is it? Thomas Bjorn was the last guy. Yeah. The most that one. Um, just because he's recently done it. I don't think Liv has signed him yet. Um, but uh, <laughs> if, give, if him he's named, give him time. Yep. Yeah. If he's named, he sure will. So, but yeah, Thomas Bjorn would be my name, Mike, if I had to throw one out there. 
Okay. Well, if Greggy listens to the next podcast, he will, um, or to this podcast, he will certainly start at the Live Champion Store based on what you just said. Uh-huh. It sounds like there's a market for that too. But uh, well, how about Darren Clark, though? I think he just won this, you know, uh, yeah. the U.S. or the, uh, not the U.S., clearly. Oh, geez. But it was, uh, you know, it was the uh, open over there. Where did they play? Glenn Eagles, I think. Yes. Oh. Darren Clark. He, he was, it looks like he hasn't missed a meal in about three years, but he, uh, he did win that tournament. He did really well for himself. So that was good. <laughs> okay, uh, that was, but that's second time tonight, Mike. I got to call it out that it was called the U.S. Senior British Open. I, it's too hard I when you. It's it's a lot of stuff. A lot to remember. A lot to remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got gotcha. you. PGA yeah, I, Tour champions, and then you got the Senior British Open. Hey, they US. got five majors. It's a little a lot confusing. of majors. I get a lot it. of majors. A lot of big ones. But a lot uh, of big ones. <laughs> Uh, Jacklin's only 78, so he's, you know, Tony Jacklin, he might be available too. Big time winner. Um, okay, so you you talked about <laughs> – I got a question later about <clears throat> what people misunderstand about Philadelphians. It might have a little bit to do with arrogance, but I mentioned – I asked you if there were any <laughs> highlights or lowlights. You mentioned no lowlights, but uh, – highlights of being a Pennsylvanian was the um, passion for sports. And so, uh, you know, you're lucky to come from a town that's got the four major sports. You also went to a a university that's got a football program with some pedigree there in Penn state. So um, I, you know, I'm, I'm curious. And uh, I, I went ahead, you know, as part of the prep to look up the last time that these teams won a, a national championship or a, a title, um, but I'm just curious from from your side, uh, given how many different teams from Philadelphia and, and, and Penn State that you have to choose from, like which team um, and maybe maybe this if we asked you this in 2017, the answer might be a little bit different. Um, but which which team, uh, either Penn State or any of those pro teams winning a title would bring you the most joy and why? You know, even though the Eagles are the most recent, it'd still probably be the Eagles, a uh, big NFL fan, oh. uh, you know, and, uh, you know, in my lifetime. Well, first off, in your prep, Mike, if, if you don't mind me flipping the script a little, did Uh-oh. the did the 94 Penn State team come up as a champion when we should have or like oh, on the dark web, there are sites that say we won it. I just want to be oh. clear. So do you, so I will allow you to flip the script if you can explain to me what the hell unclaimed title means. Oh, so there was no formal championship and uh, but pretty certain there were a few teams undefeated and I'm pretty certain one of them was in the pocket of a bunch of guys who voted. So that's what unclaimed means. So 94 with Kijana Carter, uh, oh, Gary yeah. Collins, uh-huh. a pretty stacked team. And for me, it was clearly a championship. So I would say Eagles are number one, like Penn State's number two. And if I went right down the list, I've always been a big hockey fan, huge Flyers fan. I don't think it's going to happen until my kids, you know, have kids. But I would say Flyers would be next for me. Um, and then, you know, Sixers and Phillies somewhere in there as well. But yeah, Eagles would still be number one for me. Go Birds. I can't say that that I was surprised to hear you say that. But do you, do you happen to know uh, – just off the top of your head, which one of those teams is the furthest away from winning a, the, their last championship? Uh, You're right. Probably the Flyers 76. Would 75, be. yeah, 75, 76, yep. Wow. 
So that would be that would be pretty special. Uh, Sixers yeah. were in the '80s, and then Penn State '86 or '94, depending on who you ask. And then um, Phillies that magical run with Charlie Manuel. Oh, yep. Johnny yep. Crock, Pete Incavilia. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh man. Wait a minute, Crock was on that team. Oh yeah. I think number Holy nineteen. God. I think yeah. Oh Pete yeah. Incavilia okay. coming over from the Rangers. That's a that's a different uh, podcast. We could talk about Texas Rangers. But yeah, Pete Incavilia, man. Tonight, Mark, I know, sorry. I know. He also went, he played at Oklahoma <laughs> State, Pete Incavilia. Didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, the Flyers, Mike, uh, to the Flyers point, in the mid-90s, I want to say it was like 96, 97 time frame, I was wrapping up high school. They went up against the Red Wings a few years and just heartbreaking finals losses. They just ripped my heart out. And I played hockey growing up, and that, that was really, really tough. So, Were those Iserman years? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man. Tough team. They ripped a lot of hearts out. So when Eric Lindros would get keep getting hit by Chelios across oh, the middle and just man. become central every every other week. Oh. There were no protocols. Put him back in. But man, he just got his bill <laughs> run often, often. Uh, hey, do I have any fingers up? Yes. All right, he's fine. Get him back in there. He's fine. <laughs> There's no doubt there, though, Terry. It is a um, unbelievable sports town. Yeah, I agree. All right. So last uh, last topic of the evening here for Terry, um, you know, we we like to talk about food on the pod. And so um, this will be like a, a mini flavor country, if you will, uh, up in the northeast. So I, uh, you know, like I mentioned before, I had a chance to to live up in Jersey um, for about three years, not that long ago. And, you know, I every day. I just, I would, you know, I give my left whatever for a decent bagel or pretzel or slice of pie or something, you know, pizza, something that, or a cheesesteak or something to that effect. And, uh, you know, it's not necessarily the most variety in terms of cuisine, a lot of bread, um, but it is really, really damn good. And I'm just, you know, I'm curious, like from your angle, you've been in Texas longer than maybe anywhere else. Like, what is it? what is it that makes it so good? Or, or, you know, do you agree with that assessment that it's like, it's, ju- it's just different up there for some reason? Yeah, there was a, there was a cheesesteak place that opened here north of Houston. And I went in and asked the guys where they were from. You always got to scout them out, see if they're legit. And they were from out, just outside the city. And I asked them where they got their rolls from. And they said they shipped them down from hmm. the Philly area. And so I got to talking to them about this topic, ironically, and, so as the rumor goes, because there's no question the bread's better up there, no question. And, you know, as the rumor goes, the water coming off the Poconos, water coming off the Poconos, higher in calcium. Uh, if you get it out of the Delaware, you kill people. Uh, Delaware <laughs> River, Delaware River, not healthy. Appalachian Mountains and the Poconos, very healthy. But there's something about the calcium level, supposedly, Right. Regardless of if that's true or not, the the water, uh, the whatever it is, the Amoroso rolls are the best. They're the ones you need. There's other good local bakeries, but generally Amoroso is what we'd always, you know, get. And a lot of the big shops use Amoroso. So and then, you know, the pretzels. So there's a story uh, when I was growing up on the on the news. You know, because you buy pretzels from the vendors on the corners at the lights. Right. It's a bag of pretzels. And it was like not a big deal. They saw this guy selling pretzels, go into a bush, relieve himself, and then come back and keep selling pretzels, ripping wow. them right up. 
and it's it's almost like it doesn't matter because it's just so many carbs. It's just deliciousness, um, soft pretzel, <clears throat> cheese steaks. You're making me reeling this home. I've been back in a few years, so uh, yeah. But it's the water that makes the bread that much better. The water. Okay, so in theory, if you flew in a roll, then you could you could make a decent cheesesteak on your yeah. own. In theory, well, I mean, the, the shops who who kind of bring them in on a regular supply chain basis, they're really good. There's like two or three shops here that bring ingredients down from there, um, and they're really good. So I actually believe that to be true. In theory, is actually in reality. Mm. Yeah, a uh, buddy there who lived in a Norristown. I'm sure you're familiar yeah. with that. And, um, <clears throat> you know, there were several little sort of uh, pizza, you know, cheesesteak. And, and they all have the same thing, right? They all got it all. They got the Strombole. They got the Calzone. They got the pizzas. They got the cheesesteaks, the buffalo chicken cheesesteaks. They got it all. Yeah. Uh, and they're all better than anything you're going to find here, even if it's not that great of a place. And uh, I just I just missed that because all I mean. I'm sure there are, there's like the like the top of the top when it comes to cheesesteaks in Philly. But for me, you know, coming from Texas, all of those places were better. And and even, you know, going into a Wawa, if you don't know what that oh. is, look it up. Going into oh. a Wawa and just getting a pretzel at checkout, yeah. you know, was good enough. Now you're talking to me, uh-huh. Mike. Wawa, oh, baby. Italian hoagie with a soft pretzel to go from Wawa, maybe a Wawa iced tea. Oh, yeah. You're living then. You're living. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, not the most variety, but you know, any of those things, um, just not, you're not going to get the same quality down here. And I, and I agree with you. All right. So, uh, we want to go ahead and move in Terry to a segment. We're going to try out, uh, call it the spitfire segment. So, uh, and I guess in honor of Steven's birthday, we're going to go fast and furious here. Um, So I, uh, I'm just going to ask you a bunch of questions here and you, uh, you know, you give me the answer and we see where it goes from there. Sounds All good. Right? You ready? I There's am no... ready. Okay. There's no prize here, but I will tell you <clears throat> Tuesday, the uh, drawing for the mega millions approaching 800 million. So there's a free Man. tip. Buy a couple tickets for Tuesday. That's Already, what you done. Want. Already done. Already <laughs> done. Nice. All right. If, if you win, you now have to split it with, uh, with the pod. Make sure you gamble responsibly. Already done. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) No, what we like to say on Weekend at Berkman's is if you don't play, you can't win. So let's play the Spitfire segment. All right. Here we go. Your favorite memory of college at Penn State, the Pennsylvania State University. The is trademarked by Ohio State, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime we beat Ohio State in anything is up there, but probably the highlight while I was there was Joe Paterno's 300th win. Mm. Bowling Green, my freshman year, it was tears in the eyes of people. I mean, Joe Pa meant a lot to that university throughout my time there, and uh, that's probably the most memorable is uh, Mm. number 300 for Joe Pa. All right, I'm gonna have to look up uh, if 300 is. I'm assuming it's a lot, but I don't. I don't know where that is in the pantheon, so I'm gonna have to look more, that up. More they played 12 games a year. I mean, think about how many seasons that is, Mike. Okay, a sorry. lot of football. It's a lot of football. All right. All right. Your worst flight experience. Oh, this one's easy for me. 
Living oh. in Singapore in 2007, flew from there to Newark to go to my brother's wedding. And my, we only had one kid at the time. It was his first birthday. And we, since we were paying for the tickets, we got a bassinet seat in the back on a bulkhead. So me and my wife and the baby, and it was over Russia, over the North Pole, 18 and a half hours, the longest commercial flight. And turns out that baby didn't want to sleep. It was atrocious. Mm. And, and as the story goes, we finally get him to sleep, put him in the bassinet, strap him in, and then turbulence hits. And they're like, you need to take that baby out of the bassinet. And I turned to the lady and I said, you take that baby out of the bassinet. Where's he going? Let's say it rattles a little bit. He's as good as gold in there. So terrible, terrible flight experience. Oh man, that's we're just willing cruel. to take that risk. Yes. Oh. Cruel and unusual 18 uh, hours. Um, I tell you what though, Steven just came back from uh Detroit um after eating two Coney dogs. So it's be just be glad you weren't on that flight coming back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, uh real point of contention here on the pod. Boneless or boneless wings? Oh, yeah. it's no, not. Really notice hard. I didn't say bone in. Yeah. Focus, Terry. Focus. I, I like I like wings more than nuggets. That's what I'll say. So you can yes. figure out what that means. You're it is to me, Terry. that a bone in. Actually, I had that for lunch over at the golf course today and they, they had bones in them and they were delicious. Um, I am a not really a boneless. A lot of work fan. for some chicken. A lot of work for some chicken. I will say that my lovely wife, she likes the boneless. So smart. You know, you, I, mar- you married up. I'm a big bone in fan. She is a dry rub boneless kind of person. So the reality she, is each their own, you know? Did she happen to go to any Ivy League like prestigious school? She went to UTEP, if that's Ivy League. It's the Ivy League of the uh western part of texas and then grad school at mit she's a real gem i think all of you know her um and so if she likes boneless i can't knock people who like boneless because she's a pretty pretty special person okay yep. we'll, we'll settle it there sorry steven i know it's your birthday but you just got roasted <laughs> all I right terry hold on for the record i agree with steven <laughs> thank you terry you're welcome happy birthday thank you all right favorite cheesesteak place and what is your order from there yeah so i would say jim's on south and fourth is kind of where i like to roll um and i I always get whiz without uh not really how you order it that's how you tell tourists how to order like that but um yeah i like whiz just just plain so just whiz and steak that's how i do it so jim south now if someone comes to you and says hey tear I uh, visited Pass Young this weekend and I got a Pat's and it was delicious. Are you going to call them a fraud? No, no, because if anyone says that to me, they're not from the area. It's better than anything they could get elsewhere. And I'm just happy to know about Pat's and Geno's. But between the two of them, I'm more of a Pat's guy. But the locals don't actually go to those two. They, they go to gyms and a bunch of other places around the city. So uh, but no, I, I don't I don't knock them for going to Pat's. I'm. I'm glad they're in Philly and, you know, contributing to the uh, economy of Philadelphia. And now what about, <laughs> now what about the pork roll? 
like from a Tony Luke's. Is that legit? Yeah, it's a pork roll. So I'm going on a family vacation in a, a week. We'll be up in uh, Deep Creek Lake, Maryland. And my brother already said, I'm bringing the, the bacon and the pork roll. Every morning, yes. big slabs of pork roll. So oh, baby. you don't get that down here. You don't get scrapple mm -hmm. and pork roll scrapple. like you get in the Northeast. Oh, oh uh, man. Love some okay. scrapple. Yeah. Here is my favorite question of the Spitfire segment. So <clears throat> September 1, no cupcakes here like these Oklahoma State frauds on this pod. No cupcakes for the Purdue Boilermakers. So we got Purdue versus Penn State, September 1st, opening game. It is Ross-Aid Stadium under the lights. Final score, how much is Purdue going to win by? Purdue's going to win by negative six. <laughs> so, wow. so I think the, the line's currently Penn State by three or four in that yeah, space. Yeah. And the over-unders in the 54-55 range. So I think – I think it would be a, a good game. That's all we can ask for. Anytime I've listened to Mark on this pod, that's all he wants is just cherish your loved ones and have a good game. That's right. That's right. But, uh, but at the end of the day, I'd say Penn State 30 to 24. We'll play the tape September 2nd and uh, see oh, how baby. we get out. So I'd say Penn State, you know, by six. Okay. We're going to have to have you back potentially for that. And uh, if the Boilermakers happen to score, don't worry. The lights in the stadium are going out. They just do this thing where they like turn them on and off real quickly if, if we happen to score. But Have I'm they sure. Ever them off? Ooh. <laughs> 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 uh, I'm sure I'll be heartbroken, but I I'm looking forward to that. Uh, you know, the entire time I went there, the first four or five games were you know, Bowling Green State, Toledo, Topeka, Tulsa. We were always 4-0, 5-0. But, uh, you know, this time, for some reason, starting with, with Penn State, decent opponents. So uh, it's going to be going to be fun, Tara. be great. With that in mind, what is Penn State's biggest rival? Uh, for our perspective, we would say either the Ohio State or University of Michigan. They would be the two. Uh, from their perspective, they they barely know we exist sometimes, but that's okay. Uh, yeah, it's one of the two of those. And then locally, it's got to be Pitt, right? Because, you know, Pitt, Pitt, like, it's their world when they play us. And I have a sister and a brother who both went to Pitt. And, you know, so locally in Pennsylvania, it's got to be Pitt. But I would say Ohio State if I'm picking one. Okay. And then the next to win a title between all the, the four Philly teams that we talked about and, and Penn State football. Uh, next to win a title. I've seen some I've seen some tweets with skinny James Harden now mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, giving up 15 million of a max. You know, he really seems dedicated to winning one. I would say the Sixers probably have the best chance in the next two years um and then right after they win it i think the eagles would be the next to win it but uh once we get rid of jalen hurts and get a stud quarterback next year so it should be great well, i would say the sixers next to win the title okay what is the best philly mascot and why yeah when i was got some up, really strong choices here i don't really know if we do there was only one when i was growing up and it was kind of the philly fanatic yeah and and I, you know, and then, and then Gritty comes in. I was already out of Philly, but still track the flyers. I'm like, what is that thing? And you look mm -hmm. them up 
and it was and it was one of those where you're like it just describes it like a big orange thing and I'm like yeah that's about what it looks like so I would say the Philly fanatic that's what I grew up with and all the others are a little late to the party in my opinion well uh you didn't mention uh Fang from the the Philadelphia Union so that's a you know that's a heartwarming tale of a, a normal snake who grew up on the banks of the Delaware and, and only had one dream, which was to play soccer. So um, I don't know. I, I thought you had <clears throat> some strong choices there. You didn't, you didn't mention swoop, but uh, mm. I guess, yeah, I, every, everyone knows the fanatic. That's a, that's a staple. Yeah. So you're a, you're a halfway decent golfer. Um, part of reason why you're our first guest. So what's your, what's your favorite, golf course and i'll let you define favorite you know best or or fun time or best score or whatever what's your favorite golf course you've played and then what do you think the best course will be that you play before you die oh uh it's kind of like picking your kids so i got four kids so i may go three or four different courses in the u.s the best course i played is pasta tiempo um out in california it was a trip mm-hmm. with Byglass, uh pebble beach and pasta tiempo pretty special trip whirlwind Pasa Tiempo is just fantastic. Just the design, everything about it is perfection. I loved it. Uh, Ireland, I'd say I got to give a shout out to, man, we played what seven courses out there, but three of them, I'd say like La Hinch, Tralee, and then Old Head. And Old Head is like the Pebble Beach of Ireland. It was just, it was incredible. The the cliffs where the pirates used to come into the, Mm. you know, the little coves. I just loved everything Mm. about Irish golf love everything that's the kind of golf i'd to the day i die if i can play you know links golf i would um so they're 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 uh absolutely the probably the top three and i played i think in the u.s like 17 of the top 100 that you can play huh. so so but they're, they'd be the they'd be the top ones and then oh geez the the one i'm gonna play you know i'm, I'm holding out my hopes for you know good old augusta national oh so. man uh, you know, there's there's a few friends of mine. There may be some ins there. So longer term, but I would say Augusta National before I die. Okay, that's I, I was hoping you were going to say that I didn't. I know you're playing Pinehurst here in a bit, and I was hoping you wouldn't wouldn't settle for that. So we're about we're about hopes and dreams here at Weekend of Berkman. So I hope you hope you get there. Uh, I do want to check on the birthday boy. I know that you are a massive fan of west coast golf have you played pasta tiempo what are your thoughts on that versus cyprus and pebble and spyglass and all those yeah have not played pasta tiempo i've been over to the west coast i've played in oregon i've played in california like in carmel valley so in in from uh, pebble beach and monterey peninsula uh but that is next on my list i had the opportunity to play at Spyglass one afternoon, but uh, stupidly turned it down. I was dead set on Pebble Beach, but I couldn't get a tee time that was a guaranteed finish. Uh, but love it over there. It's fun. I mean, to me, when you can see the water like that, even Tory Pines, love Tory. Um, well, I should say I like Tory. Um, they they kind of let they kind of let the Muni go when the big tournament's not around. Um, but it's good. I mean, when you when you got the nice. Uh, great weather and can see the beaches and cliffs. I mean, it's, it's good golf. There's no doubt about it. Next up is, is playing abandoned course. That that's where I want to go next. All right. And I, I agree with old head and I'll tell a story about that in a future pod. 
<clears throat> All right. So this one, you get to pick one of three oh, random. Oh, yeah. One of three random common phrases or, or concepts to explain the meaning of. And I'm not going to fact check you. So if you're wrong, nobody will know the difference unless they know it. Number one, <laughs> how is a diesel engine different than regular gasoline? Number two, what is the meaning of the term dropship? Or number three, what does the scroll lock on your keyboard do? All right, the scroll lock on the keyboard locks your ability to scroll. (laughs) Okay. All right. I guess he wins. Well said. said. Man, I'm going to farm out the other. I may farm out all three to the other two guys once we're done with this segment. But uh, you dirty rat. All right. We just came off the heels of the open at St. Andrews, 150th. What do you think you'd shoot out there from the tips, Terry? I mean, the tips are what, 6,300 yards? It looked pretty <laughs> on TV. Maybe. I think it's like 58. Yeah. <laughs> it, I, half the holes seem drivable. Um, I don't know. I, yesterday, I shot real well here um, in the actually mid 70s, high 70s, uh, right on the threshold. Today, not so much. Low 80s, mm. not so much. Uh, so if I'm coming off of how I just played, I would say probably a 90 to 92, if I'm being, you know, a little bit more critical, I think I could get in the eighties though. Cause that ball runs forever. And the strength Man. of my game is around the green. So that's where all your strokes are. So I think I could, I could be in the eighties on a good day. I believe that like the confidence. Uh-huh. What is your dream car? So I'm a, I'm a big fan of the G wagon and uh, everyone I say that to says, yep. Or you could just get a Wrangler for a fourth of the price. So, but you know, you know, but I I do, I really like the way the matte finishes uh, with the, with the recent paint uh, jobs they've come out in stock form are really nice. So I'd say the G wagon for right now. And, Uh, I know there's some better ones and Gabby's got some cars that she wants, which are a little more expensive, but I'll just stick with the G wagon. Oh yeah. And you got to love the exhaust coming there right behind the front wheel with the baloney cut. Oh man, that's, that's a sexy car. I would definitely go for a ride in that thing to whatever country club you'll be belonging to. (laughs) All right. What, what do people misunderstand most about Philadelphians? Ooh, uh, you know, the, the thing I think they misunderstand is when we were throwing snowballs and batteries, they were small batteries. Misunderstand, <laughs> they were triple A's and triple A's never hurt anyone. And so it's blown out of proportion. People are acting like we're throwing D cells out there. They were triple A's just for the record. And I think people misunderstand it. Mm. And they also misunderstand our passion for lack of knowledge in sports. We're very knowledgeable, but our passion can blur people. Uh, so they're the things I'd say they misunderstand. And, and if you're a, a listener of the pod and you don't know what Terry's talking about, uh, Philadelphia may be one of the only cities to uh, boo <sighs> and throw snowballs at Santa Claus. Um, yeah. Look that one yeah. up. Pretty funny. Yep. Man. He had it coming. He had it coming. <laughs> he did. He didn't have enough gifts in his sack. <laughs> uh. Uh, I got a bonus one for you. What's your favorite Rocky? 
Uh, four. I'm a, a big fan of Drago. I mean, there's, Man, you know, anytime it comes on, we're watching it. Uh, even my kids know the various scenes. Uh, I'd say Rocky yeah. Four. Wow. Yep. Greatest music video of all time. All right. Last one here in Spitfire. What's your go-to Rita's order? Oh, so I used to work at Rita's. So I'm an inside man there. Wow. Um, and anytime I go back and they have a bunch in Florida, I always tip really well and tell them that their dreams can come true since I've worked there. But I used to always get passion fruit tangerine mix. Um, I always loved a good mix and then, you know, get a pretzel braid. And uh, that was it. Now, some of the staples, they have a lot of weird flavors now. Yeah, I'm a little thrown off by all the new flavors. But back in the day, tangerine, mango, passion fruit, something in that space mixed up was always my favorite. Hmm. I'm going to be hunting for Aritas. I, I can't remember if I saw one in Dallas or in Houston, but I'm pretty sure there's there's one in one of the two. There's one down in Kima, I believe. Yeah, I think it's okay. down yeah, south of here. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. this has been an absolute delight <laughs> terry thank you for joining us uh maybe we'll have you back for a blip um after the the boilermakers and the nittany lions play on september 1st um but certainly let's do this again um when weekend at berkman's is on location at the the 2030 uh u.s open in your neck of the woods where you're from at marion so uh thank you very much terry we uh we hope you have a great week and you are uh, welcome back anytime Thank you, gentlemen. Okay. Well, that was a, a good one with our first guest there. Uh, let's get back to the uh, regularly scheduled programming here. So uh, this week we're going to do a flavor country, uh, given that Stephen's just back from the Trois. Um, so I know you had a chance to get some of the cuisine there. So, um, and we did have a Marnac prediction on whether or not you would enjoy some of the cuisine. So um, just curious, what was your review of the Detroit style pizza and some of those uh, Coney Islands that you had? I think we're going to have to give Marnak another, another W this week. Um, you know, I, I hate to give it to Marnak, but I mean, he <laughs> did get it right. So uh, I went to Buddy's on Broadway. So Buddy's Pizza, Detroit style pizza place. I got they're one of their signature pies, the Detroiter, which was cheese, some pepperoni, I think two cheeses and some spices. And it was delish. It, it definitely, it, it's, it, it looks like it's going to sit heavy. And when I got a little four square, I thought like zero chance I'm finishing uh, even three out of the four squares, let alone all four. But I, I ate about 90%. I, I maybe left a little bit of crust on one. So I'll call it about 90%, but it was really good. It's um, still like would not be the first thing I order, but for when I'm there or if I'm really getting a hankering at like a Jets or something like that, seems like a great option, good pizza. So that was really good. And then for the Coney's, right? Mm -hmm. So one evening I thought I was just going to go and have a little pre-dinner appetizer of Coney's. I was convinced I was only going to have about two bites of each. Well, Needless to say, that didn't happen. I ate all 100% of both. Uh, started at American. Uh, salt of the earth waitstaff there. The nicest people. Um, hmm. Reminds me of James Coney Island here in Houston for some of our local folks. Um, really good. That one was interesting. The bun was 
I don't think Steam, because it was still very uh, put together, like they just opened it. Uh, the interesting thing is the hot dog was definitely a little bit uh, crispier, so I had a little bit more snap. Good chili, good uh, mustard onion. So, again, that was the first one, so liked it. Then went over to Lafayette, which is definitely a little bit more old school. The people in there, you order, and the guy just yells, what up? You know, one up. Um, cash only, so a little more old school. Uh, it was good. The I think on that one, the, the dog didn't have as much crisp. Um, and then the, I think the chili had a little bit better flavor in that one. They were definitely different looking chilies. Mm. Uh, but I think in whole, when I add the, the environment, the coney, all that together, I think I'd maybe give the nod to American over mm. for Lafayette. But definitely tough choice. Definitely. I was actually with another lady. Uh, that her and I kind of at the same time went from American, uh, not when we were not together, but uh, she did the same thing. Good clarification. She went to American had two. She went to Lafayette and had two. Um, so it's like it's a thing. Um, and just again, just glad that my ironclad stomach, um, I was able mm. to survive the flight the next morning uh, back to Houston. So uh, credit to me. They didn't have to ground the flight. <laughs> no grounding the flight or thinking that there was any, you know, mustard bombs on the, on the airplane. <laughs> uh, we had to stop midway. So credit to me. And uh, thank goodness. And next time I'm, I'm packing some thumbs just in case. But uh, mm -hmm. never know. Oh, geez. But yeah, really good. Really good. Do you remember the part where we said that you didn't have to get a Coney dog at the Coney Islands? <laughs> Well, I, to me, if I'm going to go up there to get the real Detroit experience, I got to go. I had to get the pizza. I had to get the conies. Uh, needless to say, it was not like a healthy work trip. But never, you know, they never really are with like eating and drinking with coworkers and all that. But needless to say, uh, the Peloton is going to get highly used this week to to uh, kill and burn off some of the carbs I had last week. Okay. The well, things I do for this podcast, guys. Uh -huh. We <laughs> yeah. appreciate it. Well, yeah, putting it all on the line. If you ever get a hankering for Detroit style, Jets is just down the road there, and it's not half bad, and they've got a dynamite uh, ranch. You should try as well if you like ranch. Mm. Um, a few uh, a few other nicknames here for Detroit that I didn't mention. I thought I hit them all, but my um, <clears throat> my nephew is up, uh, up there actually at the, about the same time, and sent me a picture of a coaster and it's a few others. The 313, I guess it's mm -hmm, a reference mm -hmm. to the area code. Yeah. Uh, the Big D, uh, Rock City. No, it's Dallas. Come on, Big <laughs> D. Yeah, Give Rock it, it, baby. It's definitely not Big D, but I can see no. Rock City. I know Rock about City. That. Thought that was maybe Cleveland. And then last but not least, the Paris of the Midwest. Um... Never heard of that. Yeah, I don't know about that one. Uh, I've never been to Paris, but I don't. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. you don't know. The City of Lights. I mean, I don't know how you call that to Paris. No, I'm sorry. Mm. You're, mm. Well, thank you, thank you for that review. It makes me uh, hungry for a Detroit style. I know Pizza Hut had one there for a while. I don't mm -hmm. know if they left it on the menu or not, but I, I'm gonna have to try to get my hands on one. Uh, conies, I like making a, a homemade coney every now and again. That sounds like it'd be perfect for uh, football season. Uh -huh. um, one thing on Flavor Country before we 
close out. Uh, I don't know if you saw or not. I, I like Sriracha. I don't know if you, either mm-hmm. of you guys mm-hmm. like oh, Sriracha. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But there happens to be a shortage at the moment. I guess a crop went bad. Oof. And so uh, the uh, <clears throat> one of the folks in line at uh, Central Market said they're going to be out until October. So Oh, man. Uh, been trying a few knockoffs. Some of them good, some of them not so good. But uh, unfortunately, no sriracha at the moment. Can't really find it anywhere. Might as well not even eat. Might as well not even eat. (laughs) All right. Uh, Well, let's roll on to Marnak, the mediocre. So validated uh, doubly there um, by Steven on his choice of Detroit style ponies. So those are both wins. Um, Marnak, very successful lately. So. I got, got a big one here. A uh, lot going on in the college football landscape. Uh, you would have seen that USC and UCLA have both uh, departed from the Pac-12 to join the Big Ten. So um, that leaves a question around, you know, what is the future um, of the Big 12? I remember they got a, l- a little bit decimated there. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how many years ago, but um, to the point where I don't even think they had 12 teams, but uh some talk of maybe Norder Lame joining. Uh, just curious, oh. what a uh, Marnak. What do you think the future of the Big Twelve is? Yeah, I've heard. I've heard the story. I've lived the stories. I, I'm, I may or may not have been at uh, Oklahoma State. Um, you know, on the heels of the Big Eight Southwest Conference. You know, at, at where I grew up in Dallas, SMU. So I understand the heritage. Uh, I understand uh, the glory of the glory days of conferences when they actually meant something and you were in a conference near teams that you lived around uh, regionally um, or even, you know, in the same state or states over. Now it's just, it doesn't matter. It's all about money. Um, Prove me wrong. Uh, It it is. Uh, I, I, you know, I've I've been, the listeners know I've been right on, you know, countless questions here. Um, and again, I put this one in the category of you've heard it here first, but the big 12 before too long is going to become the big 15. Oh, I know. And it rolls off your Ooh. tongue like Only the three. salmon of Capistrano. Um, it is, it's, you know, it's destined to happen. Yes, we did have the, it was the big 10, 12 there for a period of time. Some of our sports, as in every sport, doesn't compete all 12 schools or 10. You know, it, it, it's not great, but we're going to be the big 15 before too long. I think every conference is going to be consolidating teams. I think you're going to have four massive conferences before too long. So it's really not even going to matter. Um, I think uh, TV deals and sports contract deals are just going to make it, you know, obscene, you know, and, and difficult to keep a you know, a conference allegiance, if you will. But in the interim, until that happens, I really do believe that they're vectoring on the way to the big 15. And I pulled this out of a, a different envelope today. Uh, not the Vidar, it's, not, it's not the bag from Trina's. You guys give me a hard time for that. This is my Texas registration envelope uh, for my car, <laughs> the Nissan Maxima. As you guys know, I've Wait, been you're still time. getting registrations for that? Yeah, it's not quite reached classic stage. It's I think I got two, <laughs> two more years, two more years, and I won't have to get it registered. But uh, I think the Big 12 is going to be the Big 15 before too long. They're going to need the money. They're bringing in some teams that may or may not bring in the the ad revenue, the the TV revenue like they might have expected or wanted. OU and Texas leaving. They're going to need to get some more teams in there. You heard it here first, folks. 
That's going to be a tough one to prove, right? That's, that's the long game. That's going to be a long answer to that question before we get there. But yeah, uh, yeah. that's my take. That reminds me of a line from Gene Hackman from Enemy of the State where he says, you're either incredibly smart or incredibly stupid because mm-hmm. the Big 15, that doesn't, that doesn't sound real. But uh, maybe you got some inside knowledge there mm-hmm. <laughs> on the future. But uh, oh yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting. I don't think you, USC and UCLA kick in until twenty four, um, right. so it's going to be extra spicy this year um, with that season. But um, yeah, I you know I'm obviously of the Big Ten and uh, some of those changes they had made. Um, in the past didn't seem to make a lot of sense. And now, you know, maybe some historical teams there, like hopefully not the Boilermakers might be on the chopping block. So it's going to be interesting. That's for sure. So. Come on, don't badmouth Rutgers. They're a powerhouse. (laughs) I was going to say, I I, I think Rutgers goes before Purdue goes. Let's be honest. Uh, Well, Pappy was like, what's Maryland doing there? I'm like, well, don't they win lacrosse every year? That's right. Yeah. They are the lacrosse powerhouse. All right. You heard it here first on Weekend at Berkman's, the Big 15. Big 15. Or as Stephen would say, the big one. The big one. <laughs> All right. On to uh, Department of Corrections. So, you know, I, I probably could have had a whole segment here uh, uh, just no. for Mark's Star Wars review. Um, <laughs> try and keep it limited here since we got to go to bed at some point. So, Mark... You know, Star Wars is actually rated PG, um, so I don't know what kind of filter, reverse filter you had set up for your kids where you had to change the rating in order to watch We'll actually keep it pretty wholesome here at the Snyder House, so I I don't know. It was too, I couldn't find it. Okay. Uh, You also mentioned the the Darth Store, um, which is, of of course, the Death Star. Death Star. uh, Which is where I happen to work. Um, (laughs) And then you also mentioned that uh, Star Wars was not readily available on the internet. So I, I don't know what kind of world you're living in where you can just, you know, go out on the internet and, and watch whatever sort of movie and, uh, and or sporting event or anything. Maybe you've got some sort of Russian uh, VPN proxy thing going on. Yeah. There, but, uh, yeah. I got called out on that one too, by a couple of people. They're like, what are you <laughs> talking about? I'm like, yeah, yeah or, Share the login. Share the login if you if yeah. everything you have is just readily available uh, on the internet. Yeah. Um, sticking with Mark here, so okay. uh, the twenty twenty, you you mentioned uh, something you might put your Maxima door into if they park mm-hmm. a little too close. The uh, the twenty twenty Ford Plymouth minivan, <laughs> which, uh, which, I mean, aside from the Plymouth. transit, yeah, aside from the transit, Ford I don't think has made a minivan since the Windstar. Uh, in 2003 <laughs> yeah and then the uh, Plymouth Voyager uh, Daimler Chrysler product uh, <laughs> they stopped stopped making that in 2000 so I I genuinely appreciate the uh, blast from the past there but um, that was not a big car guy too. Mike I'm not a big car guy as you can tell or van yeah. or yeah. conversion van yep. um, but you were right about uh, you weren't confident, but you were right about uh, the last player to win the the, uh, the players championship in the open in the same year was Nicholas. Yes. Um, now along with uh, with Cam, um, the brass tax thing. So I'll give you it. Like I 
quite honestly, I, I probably thought it was tax T A X, mm-hmm. but it is tax T A C K S. The the flavor of the idiom is to to get down to something important, but quite honestly, the haberdashery explanations I I can't make any sense of them. Uh, either Thank something you. to do with ripping up upholstery or measuring upholstery or applying upholstery. I I don't really know, but uh, yeah. Brass, brass tax. Aberdashery. That's nice. That's a good word. That's an SAT word. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I had to recall my Chaucer there um, for <laughs> that one. Um, I, uh, I made a mistake. I called high life the same as MGD Miller Genuine Draft. Of course, those two things are different. Now, in my defense, in 1985, it was introduced as Miller High Life Genuine Draft. And then along the way, somebody said, let's separate mm, those two and create separated. more revenue. So um, part of your problems last week, I, I don't know a whole lot about this, but apparently MGD is cold filtered, whereas uh, high life is pasteurized. So <laughs> it does belong in a pasture. That is <laughs> <laughs> uh, so sorry about that. I'm glad, I'm okay. glad you got the keystone light to mm-hmm. cleanse the palate. Uh, birthday boy, Steven. So you said shooting fish in a pond, which, um, is of course a barrel. Now, quite frankly, I'd, I'm still pretty sure you'd kill them all if you shot them in a pond. So it'd probably just take you a little bit longer. Um, (laughs) and then, uh, I I was giving, I was going to try to give you an option to explain drop ship or scroll lock or diesel engine today, but, uh, do it, do any of you happen to definitively be able to explain any of those things i can definitively gonna, tell you i cannot <laughs> i'm going to choose to pass so that way i'm not on next week department of corrections okay i mean there's different okay i mean I, yeah a diesel engine versus a normal yeah okay like they're different different type of fuel okay that's kind of like terry's explanation of scroll lock i think diesel i think diesel Maybe there's no spark. Scroll lock, mm. I have scroll lock, I have no idea. Drop ship, I think, has something to do with shipping something directly from one place to another without off your shipment. Mm. Hello. Drop ship. So it's like when a plane flies over and then it drops out and then the yeah. parachute deploys. Okay. Some babies come, storks. Okay. They drop the shipment. Well, I will have the explanation of those next week in Department nice. of Corrections or some other segment, but it's it's something you see a lot and no idea what it is. Mm. All right. Well, let's <laughs> finish off Stephen's birthday pod with yes. local knowledge. I'm going to start with the old man before he falls asleep. Oh, my. That's, uh, uh, yeah, you know, uh, some local knowledge. I think uh, to me it's uh, tonight, the podcast we want we want a different approach we had a guest on um i you know I, I it just makes me think about you know trying different stuff trying out new approaches and uh not being afraid to to step outside your comfort zone you know and i really appreciate terry being here and uh, that was fun um you know our podcast is a rich history of the three of us you know rich rich history and uh, bringing Terry on was uh, was really enjoyable. So I appreciate Terry doing that. Um, the other thing is, uh, you know, I, I, I talk about it all the time. You know, don't uh, forget to reach out to your loved ones and uh, tell them, hey, uh, you know, and that uh, you're thinking about them. And make sure you do that 
Also, uh, don't I went to the dentist uh, on Friday. Don't forget to take care of the old pearly whites, because if you do, if you don't, uh, you might have somebody wailing on your teeth for about an hour and a half, telling you you're a freaking plaque factory. So brush your teeth, wash your teeth, and use a little mouthwash. You know, and then wash, you, your, te- gonna- wash your teeth. Wait, so this is from personal experience? Yes. You had somebody grinded on your teeth? Ooh, Mark, Oof. come on. Yeah. No, I, I normally have a good, but she was like getting that. I was like, what are you doing? Like, I need my teeth. And she's, I mean, it sounded like she was scraping, you know, the chalkboard. And she's like, oh, there's a plaque in here. And I'm like, okay. She's like, you know, you if you just floss more. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, you didn't do the Mike. Mike's one week out flossing drill avoids probably 30 minutes of plaque. But grinding. it was one tooth. I asked her, I was like, are there rest of them that way? She's like, no, it's really just this one. So I'm like, all right, whatever. Anyway. That's it. You know, mm. that's some local knowledge for you guys. Okay. The birthday boy, the bourbon hunter, Stephen Haddix. Prepare for the unexpected. In this case, is prepare for the expected. I hinted <laughs> at this earlier, which is when you know you're going to a place and you're going to eat some, some chili cheese conies, bring the Pepto, right? You just never know. Bring the Pepto. And again, here's my thing. Every time I go on trips, international, whatever, you, you bring it. You just, you throw it in your toiletries bag. You hope you never have to see it. You hope you never have to pop the lid. But at least you know it's there in case you need it. This time, Saw decided to leave it. But next time I go to Detroit in October, packing it just in case. Prepare for the expected or the unexpected. Pepto Bismol, future sponsor. <laughs> And the modium, I and, uh, <laughs> solidify things. No, no, all was good. Trust me, all was good. Oh, okay. That's where you're preparing okay. for the unexpected, expected. potentially expected. Oh. But yeah, yeah, no, all good. Ironclad. Good, good. Well, when we when we start our airline, I'm gonna make it so that regardless of which seat you're sitting in, you can get to the bathroom. I mean, that's just Ooh, inhumane the way wow. that they set up these planes. Yeah. Make you crawl over somebody. Wake them up, beg. Not good. It's like not not good at all. Yeah. Um, Okay, so I, you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna tell you three weeks in a row here on the pod to explore your state or explore your country. I think, think we've covered that one along with, you know, cherishing your loved ones. Uh, Okay. Um, Like I mentioned, hopefully La Nina is ending soon. I'm pretty sure that's what's causing the uh the drought and the heat and the squirrel splooting uh, if you don't know what that is take a look at it it's pretty funny um you know f1 uh continues to be a comedy of errors for uh ferrari and leclerc not not a fire this time but uh, he was he was leading uh, leclerc was leading on lap 18 and apparently spun out at about 100 miles an hour and uh, was out of the race and so for stopping one he's way out in front way out in front in the standings i don't think they're going to catch him and uh it's just you know continues to be the season that could have been for ferrari and leclerc um but uh, it's funny uh, i don't know if it's funny it's ironic it's timely it's whatever leclerc crashed into an aramco sign um so which maybe is some foreshadowing or signaling um with live but to uh, go back and take a look at that it's kind of weird uh lastly um well, I, I do want to say happy birthday to you, Stephen. Birthdays are special to me. It's it, it, it's a special feeling 
right? When everyone, um, you know, does special things for you. So uh, hope hope you enjoyed it and uh, make sure you let folks know tomorrow that it was your birthday weekend. Try and bring out as much as you can um, from that birthday and uh, appreciate you, you co-host here, you friends, uh, going a slightly different direction to try something out and we'll uh you know like we do here on the pod we'll take a look at it we'll evaluate and we'll uh continue to be the best that we can be so um just appreciate y'all as i always do uh lastly so next drawing for the mega millions lottery is going to be tuesday it's about 800 million um so whatever your superstitions are some of those things we talked about earlier something else use them all uh rabbit's foot shamrock whatever it might be go out get a few tickets and uh and buy those i don't know whether or not to buy the powerball or whatever the thing on the end is whether or not that's worth it um but uh whatever your flavor is make sure you play so that's gonna do it another one in the books thanks everyone for joining weekend at berkman's hope you have a great week we'll see you next week take care